Today is February 2nd, 2019. Major League Talk starts now. What's up? Welcome to Major League Talk. I'm J.D. Johnstone here with Austin. What's going on, Austin? Not much. What's going on? All right, so let's get right into some topics. Um, first topic, obviously the biggest uh, free agents out there. Obviously Manny Machado and Bryce Harper still haven't signed yet. Coming up to spring training, it's already January. Pitchers are reporting soon in uh, early February, and then uh, teams are going to start practicing. Austin, what do you think about that? Um, I'm really looking forward to their signing. Uh I have some ideas on who each of them are going to go with. Uh, namely, I feel like Bryce Harper is going to sign with the Nationals, so I'm looking forward to that one. Really? Yeah. You think he's going back to the Nationals? I think he's going back to Washington. It's going to be a bold move, but I think he does. You think he's getting more than the $300 million that they offered him in the beginning of the offseason that he declined? I don't. I think that he's just going to get the $300 million and go there because that offer is still there. Hmm. Possible. I wouldn't see why not. What about Manny? Uh, Manny's got a, a little bit of a different story because I think the Yankees are definitely moving away from him. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, if he signs with some just out of nowhere team. You know, you know what I mean, like the Phillies, something like that. Yeah, I even saw last week something with the Padres or something like that. I'd be so shocked to the that because they got the big top prospect Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. Like that wouldn't I just like don't understand that. If he wants to play shortstop, pretty sure that guy Fernando's gonna play short. Yeah, watch Manny sign with like the Blue Jays or something like that. Yeah, that'd take actually... over Donaldson's spot with Vlad Jr. coming up though. Actually, that would be crazy. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Exactly. Whoa. You got rid of Tulo. Mm-hmm. Don't need a shortstop anymore. Yeah, could happen. Um. But, yeah, obviously they need to sign soon, I would think. You know, it's been boring, honestly, because there's been no free agent signings. You know, there was a little bit a couple weeks ago with the Adovino signing. We'll get into that shortly. But, like, I mean, Manny and Harper, like, this is, like, the free agent class everybody's been waiting for for, like, the past, like, six years when they became rookies. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like nobody wants to give them the money that everybody two years ago, like, thought that they would easily get. Like, yeah. Bryce Harper was, like, supposed to get $400 million, and it's, like, hard for him to even get 300 Like, yeah. Like, what are your thoughts about that? I think that's crazy. I mean, I feel like a lot of it has to do with Harper's slump last year. Like, I feel like that just killed everything. His first half, really, like, just from a statistical standpoint, if you look at it from the outside, it looks like he did really poor. But he was just trying to restructure uh, his role on the team, and I think it helped him out a lot to be completely honest. But uh, just the stats taking that much of a dip uh, really hurt his chances of getting a high contract. And then Manny, just all the World Series uh, interviews and cleating people, I I feel like that really just, the character uh, side of him is taking a toll, so that's going to cost him a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. But, well, a couple weeks ago, uh, right-handed pitcher Adam Adovino signed with the Yankees three years, $27 million dollars. Um, overall, I think it's a great signing for the Yankees. You know, I think they really needed to fill that hole with Robertson gone, going to the Phillies. They needed that guy that has the big movement. You know, I think he's going to help a lot, but I also feel like it's going to be a make-or-break thing. I think that he's either going to be lights out like he was in Colorado, or it's going to be the complete opposite, and we're going to be sitting here with as another a another Yan- sunny gray. Yes, <laughs> for the next three years, sitting here as a Yankee fan in July, 
him having a like a six ERA, thinking, why in the world did we sign this guy for twenty seven million dollars? Yeah, yeah, he's had some health issues in the past, so let's just hope he can stay healthy. That's going to be key for him. Also, Gary Sanchez is not uh, notorious for being a great defensive catcher, so with his kind of stuff, it might be a little bit difficult for him. Yeah, and even in the beginning of the offseason, did you hear him say, like, oh, I could strike out Babe Ruth and stuff yeah. like that anytime? I think that is crazy. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that at all. All right, Babe Ruth had, like, you can't say that, all right, he obviously was the greatest baseball player of all time, hands down, I don't care what anyone says, mm. but, <laughs> what, you have a different thought. I, I don't think Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player of all time. <laughs> I just, I don't. Who? I feel like I feel like Pete Rose is better. I feel like Barry Bonds, I don't care what you guys think, I feel like Barry Bonds is a better baseball player than anyone who has ever lived. Yeah. You can make a point there, yeah, obviously, but I just think that because like the like the baseballs weren't stitched, have to like definitely have to hit it harder. The baseball fields were way bigger than they are now. I mean, Yankee Stadium's literally three twelve to right field. Like that's like what some high school teams play at and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think a lot of stuff has to go into it. Like they didn't have like the workout plans and all that stuff, but I still feel like the competition was a lot easier back then than it is now, especially with all the new training aspects there are that pitchers have just gotten so much better that everyone's stats really have gone down. Like, batting averages used to be consistently pretty high, like in the 400s, and now you're lucky if you hit 280. Yeah, that is true. But, you know, as a Yankee fan, I am excited for Adovino. I mean, like I said, I think it's a make or break, but, you know, we'll see. Um, but how about the Yankees' pen now, though? I mean, that's, like, ridiculous. So, yeah, you obviously have the Yankees' bullpen. You know, obviously you have uh, Araldness Chapman, the closer. You know, actually he can opt out, I believe, next year in 2020 as an opt-out, hoping he doesn't. But, you know, I say that now. For all I know, this year he's going to throw, like, 95, and, like, his velo is going to drop again. So uh, you never know with that. But as of now, I would definitely want him back. He's been reliable, I think, when he's, like, healthy and stuff. So, um, But we obviously have our closer. Rawlness Chapman, you got Chad Green, filthy, two-pitch mix. Only thing that scares me, you know, he obviously has a sinker and a slider. Um, we got Patances, who's actually on his walk here. Um, this is going to be his last year. He had his arbitration uh, this year, and he settled for, I believe, $8.7 million. Um, but, you know, you don't know where he's going to go. He could leave. He's going to be a free agent in the 2020 offseason, or 2019 offseason, excuse me. And, uh... You know, you have Jonathan Holder. You know, he had a really good uh, stretch last year where he was lights out. You know, if he has anything like that that he had last year, you know, I think that could be really good for the Yankees. They have Zach Britton that they signed for four years uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, That contract's kind of uh, confusing, but uh, we won't get into that. And then, obviously, we have Adovino, who we just signed. And Chance Um, Adams, who's an up-and-coming rookie who came up last year. He's going to be really good in a few years for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, he had a little bit of a rough time last year, but I think he'll he'll get the hang of it. All the teams that he really faced last year were kind of like the hard teams. Like, I mean, his debut was against the Boston Red Sox yeah. last year, and they were the mm-hmm. world champions. Like, can't get really any tougher than that. And it was in Fenway. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's one place to – I probably wouldn't want my debut to be. Nope, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I think the Yankees' bullpen is just lights out. I think this is way better than – you know, a couple of years ago when they said the Yankees had the best bullpen of all time and it was just Batances, Andrew Miller, and overall this Chapman. I think this completely beats this out. I think the strikeouts are going to be unbelievable with, obviously, now that the addition of Adovino, like, I mean, 
he had so many strikeouts last year. I think he only pitched 70 innings, and he had like an outrageous amount of strikeouts. Austin, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think uh, the Ottavino addition is great for the Yankees. You know, uh, if he can figure out how to pitch in uh, Yankee Stadium, that's going to be the greatest thing because you know, you know Yankee Stadium is one of the hardest places to pitch. Uh, the Yankee fans are brutal, that's for sure. And uh, hopefully, I mean, best case scenario, he just carries over what he was doing in Colorado. Uh, he was just lights out there every single time. Uh, but, you know, he could always end up being like a Sonny Gray and just tank in the Bronx and then get traded to the Reds. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, you know, I just think Yankee fans, you know, are on the edge right now. You know, I think this signing could go either really well and this could be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we got this guy for three years, $27 million, or this is the guy that's going to have a 6 ERA in July and we're going to be like, oh my gosh, we signed this guy for $27 million and we still have two years left of him. Kind of like a Sunny Gray thing. So I think it could really go either way. I think it can be really good or I think it could go really bad. But, you know, overall, I do think it's a great signing as of now, but, you know, you just have to see how it plays out, see if he can handle New York. You know, he is from New York, so see how it goes. You know, I saw a tweet from Ken Rosenthal not that long ago, and he had all the Yankees' bullpen arms on one side, which was about six to seven guys that were pretty reliable. You know, even if someone went on the disabled list, I think you can easily um, take care of that with the guys they had, and someone could replace them easily while they were on the disabled list. And then he had, on the other side, he had the Red Sox' bullpen arms, and there were only two to three guaranteed, and it was Matt Barnes and, like, Brandon Workman, I believe, and there was maybe somebody else. You know, I just think and then that's kind of like outrageous. You know, the Yankees definitely have the upper side on the bullpen. And in parentheses, I believe he had um, these teams have been fighting it out all year last year. And, you know, they're going to keep fighting it out this year for the division title and obviously in the postseason. And it said a lot of these games came to a conclusion in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. So, you know, I think that's going to have a big part of it. I think the Yankees definitely have the upper hand on that. And I can't, I'm really excited and I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Awesome. What do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely think the Yankees' biggest priority right now is winning the AL East, uh, and obviously their biggest competition is the Red Sox. But uh, the Yankees stepped up their bullpen even more, and especially with all these games going so late uh, and just being so tight against the two of them for the most part, and then uh, the starters for both teams just getting knocked out so early because of the offense just being ridiculous on both sides. I really feel like the extended bullpen that the Yankees have over the Red Sox is going to be key in their success against them this year and against every team, really. Uh, just games in general are getting harder and harder, and hitters are going uh, to swing more, and uh, starters are going to have longer uh, pitch counts, and it's going to shorten their outings a lot because they're going to get pulled in the fourth inning like we had Severino do in the wild card game. So I really feel like the extended bullpen is going to be key uh, in success for them this year. Yeah, definitely the main goal this season, obviously, is to win a World Series, but they got to get back on top and win the AL East. You know? Honestly, I think for Brian Cashman right now and Hal Steinbrenner, I think their biggest priority right now is obviously to win a World Series, but to get back on top and win the AL East. You know, the Red Sox have definitely been the team of the decade. They just won again. They won in 2013. You know, they keep winning the AL East. I, the Yankees need to get back on top if they want to you know, succeed it, and they can't just keep playing in this wild card, this one or done thing, because one game can go bad, you know, you just got the whole series if you win the AL East, but yeah, for sure, I do agree with you on that, you know, that was a horror film watching that Luis Severino, you know, not, I don't even know if he completed four innings against the Red Sox or they when they won 16-1 to in Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. 
think I thought the Yankees were just going to walk away with that. You know, they won one in Fenway. I thought they had the greatest advantage in the world. And it just went all downhill. Severino did horrible. And then the next game, they just got blown out again with the the catcher hit the home run. It was just horrible. So, yeah, but obviously this is a brand-new season and high hopes up for this season. They're definitely way better with the signing of DJ LeMahieu. They got James Paxton. If he's healthy, lights out. They got added Adovino. Adovino filling in that role of David Robertson, the movement since David Robertson did leave and go to the Philadelphia Phillies. So, yeah, I think that it is really good for the Yankees right now. Austin, but as of right now, what are your thoughts on the Yankees? If the season started right now, obviously the offseason's not over. Still can trade someone, still can sign someone. Red Sox can still re-sign Kimbrell. Anything can happen. As of right now, though, do you think the Yankees are better than the Red Sox right now? Yeah, I think if the Red Sox don't have Kimbrell, then that's going to be a huge blow to them because they have nobody after their starting pitchers, really. And so that's going to be one of the biggest things because the Yankees' offense is just so dangerous, especially if Sanchez has a bounce-back year this year. And we have Judge, Stanton. Uh, if we have both of them healthy... We get Voight back at first base, and he keeps doing what he was doing at the end of last year. Uh, if we get everyone back, then, yeah, that lack of a bullpen that the Red Sox have is definitely going to be their biggest uh, their biggest negative, and it's going to be huge for the Yankees. Yeah, for sure. My thoughts on that, I think, I think the Yankees are so close right now. They might be better, but I just really think they really need one more good starting pitcher because I think James Paxton can get hurt at any moment because he's just been not very reliable at staying healthy. I think Severino needs to have a bounce-back season. You know, after last year, we didn't see Severino go in that phase where he had like a 1-8-6 ERA for the first half. Like, the second half and in the postseason, yeah. in my opinion, he was never the same. It was maybe one good start, one bad start. Like, he was just never the same. I don't know what we're going to get out of him. And once no. you get Montgomery back, uh, Jordan Montgomery back and healthy, that's going to be key because he's a guy that can eat up a lot of innings for you, both as a starter and a reliever, and he's going to be deadly for them. Yeah, I'm a big Jordan Montgomery fan, but, you know, I, he's supposed to get back early July, I believe. Same around with Didi. Didi's recovering from Tommy John. Yeah. But, yeah, as of right now, I think the Yankees are so close. If not, they are better. You know, I think the lineups are kind of half and half. And, obviously, they blow them out with the bullpen. But, you know, I just really think starting pitching, because they have Chris Sale over there. You know, that guy is lights out, and he pitches amazing against the Yankees. Um, they have Eduardo Rodriguez. You know, he he's done really well against the Yankees in the past. I mean, who else do they have, Austin? You remember Evaldi, yeah, they just re-signed Price. him. Price. No, oh, I hate Price. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of Price. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, Price obviously figured it out in the postseason we saw. Porcello. And Porcello. They were going to even try to trade him, but, you know, obviously they have a really good starting pitching. Let's just put it that way. So, you know, I think they get Red Sox definitely still have them on the starting pitching end, but you know, as of right now, I think it's so close and it can go either way, but I think the Yankees maybe have a slight advantage. You know, I just really think they need to fill in one more, like, controllable, consistent starter that they can just count on that's going to be healthy and going to give them a quality start every time he goes out there. Absolutely. That's definitely going to be a huge thing for them. So, I mean, if they signed Patrick Corbin, that would have been a whole different story, but we just missed that one, so. Yeah. I mean, who are you to say <laughs> that you're going to come into New York and you're, 
I think it was his brother in his wedding wore a Yankee, wore hat, a Yankee hat and was just like, yeah, we're going to be on the Yankees. And then you go. Signed with the Nationals for six or five years, and it was just one more year, and you could have been a Yankee. could have had the whole New York City lifestyle, everybody staring at you. Everybody, you're the celebrity. You're the guy. You could have even gotten a ring, but nope. Now you're going to the Nationals. Probably not going to win. All you guys got is Scherzer. Obviously, he's a beast. All my we favorite. Have. All, all my, we have is Scherzer. All, all, my favorite all we pitcher. have is Scherzer, Zimmerman, Strasburg, Doolittle. Yeah, okay. That's all we have. <laughs> well, I'm just mad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go on to the next topic. Uh, JT Romuto. Uh, obviously a catcher, been on the trade block for a while this whole offseason. Marlins want to move him last year before he's a uh, free agent and stuff. Mm-hmm. Trying to get something in return for him. Yeah, I think the Marlins are asking way too much for him. Like, they were asking for, like, Noah Syndergaard. Like, are you yeah. crazy? Like, I thought that was way too much, and I'm happy the Mets declined that because I think that's outrageous. But there are rumors, new rumors, that uh, the Padres, Reds, Dodgers, and Braves are possible suitors for him. Austin, what do you think about that? Um, well, <laughs> that's kind of tough because three out of those four teams have pretty solid catchers, not going to lie. Uh, Braves just signed McCann back. Uh, Padres have Mejia coming up, who's going to be a stud. Uh, Dodgers, Dodgers are solid. They just signed Martin. They have Austin Barnes. Uh, I don't know if Grandall signed with anyone yet. And then I think he signed with the Brewers. He signed with the Brewers. Oh yeah, he One did. One year. Yep. So he's gone. But they have Austin Barnes, and now they have Russell Bar- uh, Russell Martin. So they're fine. So really, the best one out of that is uh, the Reds for him. Uh, which seems to be the uh, landing spot for a lot of big free agents this year. A lot of big people going there. So I think they're going to compete next year, but I really think uh, that, that that'll be the most likely spot for Real Muto to go if he leaves. Uh, personally, I don't think he will. I think it'll be like last year because the same thing happened last year where he tried to get out so many times. He said he wanted to leave throughout the entire offseason and then ended up staying the whole season while trying to leave, but... He's probably going to end up staying until next year. Yeah, I kind of agree. I Honestly, I would like him to go to the Braves just because I like the Braves. I think they're really good. Honestly, I really think they're World Series content, contention, if not, like, winning. You know, I think they're really young pitching and everything. And they obviously lost, um, what's his name, went to the Nationals, catcher, uh, Kurt Suzuki. Yeah. And he went there, uh, signed a two-year deal, I think, and... They need to like fill that role. They got Brian McCann, but you know he's old. Yeah. I don't think I just uh, yeah. Tyler Flowers will do well. He's he's gonna he's gonna come back. Yeah, I just don't see him like sitting there starting every yeah. single day. I guess you have Tyler Flowers, but I mean if they want to win now, I feel like you need J T Ormuto. But the Reds also is a really good fit though because the Marlins want these big prospects, and you know like the Reds have a great farm system. Yeah. You know. Green and <laughs> yeah. Blake and it's like outrageous like uh farm system so you know i could see it go either way but then again i don't like this like it for the reds because like he just has one year like i mean they're trying in this rebuild phase where they got matt kemp they got yasiel puig alex wood all from the dodgers uh you know they're getting all these guys but then like if you get jt or Mito, he could just walk and leave there be there for one year you gave up all these prospects basically for no reason because i have i have no intention of them making the playoffs next year as of right now really? for all i know but yeah, that's just for now, though. For all I know, they could sign Dallas Keuchel, t- Keuchel too, and then they got their, themselves an ace. I mean, they have Sonny Gray. 
Well, did you see Sunny Gray stats last year? They have Sunny Gray, <laughs> they have Hunter Green coming up. He throws 102. That's hard to hit at any level. True, true, true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is my opinion. I just don't see them making it this year. I definitely see them making it in the future, though. I like the way that they're what they're doing and stuff. But uh, we'll just see how that plays out. But as of now, I, you know, I've been seeing these advanced stages the whole off season. Like, I just I think he's gonna be a Marlin, like you said. I yeah. don't see him going anywhere. Don Mattingly even said it himself earlier this off season. He was like, yeah, he's probably not even gonna go anywhere. And I kind of agree with him too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So last week, uh, obviously, the Hall of Fame class was elected and we had got four new members uh mariano rivera obviously we'll get into that in a second uh edgar martinez in his last year mike musina and why am i drawing a blank uh roy halliday oh the doc of course how could i forget him the doc um yeah obviously i would vote them in if i had to pick i mean obviously great players Hall of Fame class. I, you know, honestly, I thought Martinez should get in even earlier. Um, but yeah, um, what do you think about that, Austin? About those four people? All right. So all four of those, I have no problem with getting in. Uh, personally, I don't think Rivera should have been a hundred percent. I, I think Griffey. Oh. I no, I'm not. Sa- I'm not saying he should have been a hundred percent. I'm saying he shouldn't have been the first unanimous Hall of Famer. I think that Griffey should have done it. And personally, all I'm throwing out there. I think Barry Bonds should have been in the Hall of Fame class this year. Well, if you say Barry Bonds, you got to say uh, Roger Clemens because I, I, I did not say Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens definitely up there, but I think Barry Bonds is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, hitter of all time. Yeah, there's a lot of fans like that. I mean, in my opinion, I think Roger Clemens is the greatest pitcher that's ever walked this planet. You know, he was just electric. I thought yep. he was unbelievable and everything. You know, steroids. I you know you hear about that all the time, but I just think everyone he, was on steroids. It's true. not an advantage if everyone's doing it. That's true. You know, I just thought he was unbelievable. But with Ken Griffey, I do agree he should have got 100%. Yeah. And there I totally agree with that. I didn't vote for him. Yeah, I don't know how you don't vote for these people. Like, next year, Derek Jeter. Like, if you don't vote for Derek Jeter, like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, I just don't understand that. Well, like, you there's might have just, just like, looked at his defensive stats, but that's yeah. just me. But, like, I just don't understand how, like, you look at someone like that that's, like, literally a legend in baseball, like Ken Griffey, and you're like, nah, I'm not going to vote for him. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, But Rivera, I'm happy he got 100%. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a Yankee fan, but, you know, I really do think he did. I thought he deserved it. You know, I just thought since Ken Griffey didn't get it, I I can see what you're saying, like, how he shouldn't have gotten it first. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy he got it first because I do think he deserves it. Because, like, how could you not like Mo? Like, yeah. the Sandman, like, I mean, everything about him, he's the nicest man in the world. So humble from where, like, everything that's happened to him, where he came from. You know, I mean, just, like, yeah. a legend, legendary story from, like, a failing starting pitcher and just and couldn't do anything. Stop. Yes, he's true. He was a shortstop. And outfielder, too, yeah. yeah. I mean, and just failed and failed and just became literally the greatest relief pitcher that has ever walked exactly. this planet. And I think... The stat that you know the stat with the moon. Yep. I think that is unbelievable. More people have walked on the moon than have scored off Mariano Rivera in the postseason. Exactly. I think that is absolutely unbelievable. I like when I saw that fact first. I thought it was, I thought it was fake. I thought it was a lie. I mm-hmm. cannot even believe that's true. Like yeah. I think that's unbelievable. But um, yeah, for sure, I think he deserves it. You know, to be that dominant so long with just one pitch a cutter and just do yeah. what he did I think is just like 
unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so obviously, again, like, I really do think he gets it, but um, that he deserves it, and I'm glad he got it. But uh, Martinez now, he got in on his last year. You got 10 years to get in the Hall of Fame. Otherwise, you can go in and get in later, but we're not going to talk about that. But uh, 10 years. So this was 10th year. This was the last year to get in, and he finally got in. I don't know the exact percentage of what he got, but he did get in. I'm happy for him. I thought he should have got in, like, like three years ago. You know, I don't think he's in. Or uh, Martinez, you mean? Edgar Martinez, yeah. yes. Yeah, ten, this is last year on the ballot. Yeah. I think he should have got in, like, three years ago. I don't think that he should have been a first ballot, but I do because he's kind of a DH. He didn't really play. But as a hitter, though, I 110% think he should have been in the Hall of Fame. You know, the stats he had, he was one of the most consistent hitters, like, in the era of baseball that he played in with Ken Griffey. He was on, like, one of those elite teams. You know, I just, I'm glad he got in. He deserves it. Um, what do you think about it? All right, well, I'm going to, you said that you don't think he should have gone in first ballot because he's a DH, so he yes. doesn't play as much. But Mariano Rivera is a closer. He throws one inning every couple games. And he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Trevor Hoffman, who was also known as the greatest closer of all time before Rivera, got in on his third year. Third year he got in and was definitely not unanimous. He was somewhere in the 70%, I'm pretty sure. But uh, like, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Because they, like, there's an argument to be made that neither yeah. of them played very much. But I, one of them got 100% on their first ballot and one got 80% on their 10th. I understand that, but like I said before, like obviously he's the most safe leader of all time mm-hmm. in baseball. He the stat with the postseason, you know, he had the point seven ERA, I believe, in the postseason. All the championships he had, Hoffman doesn't have that. He didn't go to the World Series as many times as he did. He doesn't have five rings like he does or four, wherever he has. But um, the closer doesn't predict how many rings you have. Like <laughs> I understand, but. When you needed him, when you needed him to shut the door in the ninth inning, mm-hmm. 99.9% of the time, he was there. Unless it was the Red Sox in 2004. Well, also, you <laughs> say the same thing about the Diamondbacks, but I know. <laughs> but, you know, he was just a humble guy. Yeah. I mean, he pitched, how many years in the MLB did he pitch? I know he pitched a long time, yeah, he and did. he had one pitch. Trevor Hoffman had didn't pitch with just one pitch. He had a great changeup. I know he did, but he had more than one pitch. Yeah. Rivera just threw a yeah. cutter and broke bats, struck people out, and he it wasn't no flamethrower. He didn't throw 100 miles an hour. No. He was just a pinpoint guy through low 90s and just struck guys out. You know, that's what I think was the incredible part about it. You know, but, you know, that's on in my opinion. I can see what you're saying, though, how, like, you could say that Trevor Hoffman's the greatest closer once and all that other stuff, but... That's what I think about it. I mean, what do you think about it? I mean, yeah, like, yeah, like I'm not knocking Rivera. Rivera's easily one of the best, if not the best, uh, relief pitcher that has ever played the game. But uh, I just, I, I think that it should have been easier for these other guys, like Martinez and Hoffman, to also get in. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not saying Rivera should have gotten less. I'm saying they should have gotten in easier. Because the biggest argument against those guys was uh, their playing time and how they didn't play as much as uh, starting starting pitchers or everyday outfielders or stuff like that. Like they pitched once every couple games or they only hit and didn't play in the field and it cost them a lot of time and a lot of stress. But they're not worried about it now, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So just for curiosity, then, what are your thoughts about Derek Jeter then next year? Do you think he deserves 100% as a first ballot? I think it's really hard to vote against Derek Jeter. 
just the amount that he's done for the game and the way he carried himself throughout his entire career, uh, the championships, the batting, like there's not much you can say against him. Uh, a lot of people do knock his defense. Uh, I am one of those people. He was not as good of a shortstop defensively as everyone says, but I still do think that he he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. I agree too. You know, you could sit there and talk about his hitting, 3,000 hits, captain, all this stuff, but there's not a lot of guys in the game anymore that carry themselves the way that he did and would like represented baseball almost in such a positive way and a, like a positive role model for like young kids that just idolized him. Like he was just an amazing role model for like little kids, like including myself. Yeah. Like that's what I think also kind of has to go into it. Like there's not a lot of guys like that anymore. Like he was like, there's usually like maybe one or two guys like that in the MLB during a certain era of uh, baseball, excuse me. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just think that has to go in with it too. But uh, to move on to the next topic, um, Mike Mussina obviously got into. Um, personally, I do think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I honestly, I thought he should have got in this year, but I didn't think he was going to get in. If I had a vote, I would have voted for him, but I didn't think he was going to get in this year. You know, he had a 3.68 ERA his whole career, 18-year career, pretty long, 270 wins, which is a lot, actually. And, you know, had a, had a lot of strikeouts, had 2,813, coming up on almost 3,000. You know, I mean, the 20-win 20 win game season his last year playing with the Yankees and his last year playing at all you know never won a Cy Young a lot of all-star selections but was top six in the all-star selecting uh let me count here one two three four five six seven eight eight times top six I mean out of the 18 career I do think that's like something to like look at had a lot of gold gloves and stuff was a really like good defensive pitcher so I personally think that he should have got in you know what do you think? Um, yeah, I definitely think he should have gotten in, but again, I say uh, I don't. I think there were guys on the ballot that are more deserving than him. Uh, I do think he should have gotten in, but I still like I, I'll make this point as many times as I need to. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds should have also gotten in this year. Uh, Kirk Schilling's making his way up there, but uh, it might take him a couple more years. So we'll see. I agree too. You know, like someone like this year, Lance Berkman's Lance Berkman's off the ballot. Yep. Like, I think that's ridiculous. You know, I really think they need to change that rule. Like, I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but he shouldn't be knocked off the first year. Hall of Fame class, I'm not going to lie. There were a lot of people. Yeah, they have to find a way, like, almost like you don't vote him in this year, but you vote him to stay on the ballot because it's Mm -hmm. getting ridiculous. Like, Bernie Williams is gone. Bernie Williams was a very good player. Yeah. And he's not a consistent hitter, and he was knocked out the first year, too. Jorge Posada. Knocked out the first year. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think he should have got, like, completely knocked out, like, the first time. I mean, if he ever got into the Hall of Fame, Jorge Posada, I thought it would have been definitely his last year. Yeah. But uh, even Andy Pennant, Andy Pennant barely got in. Yeah. Andy Pennant's a postseason pitcher. Andy Pennant is a great pitcher. I don't, like, I just, like, I was very shocked that, like, he only got 6%. He, he was got 10%. 10? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. But, uh. Yeah, but I was, I mean, even that, like, I was expecting more like maybe 25 to 30 at least, but like, I mean, he had a long career, a lot of, a lot of strikeouts, a lot of uh, postseason wins and stuff, but uh, 
Yep, we got. A, there were a bunch of guys that were just knocked off this year that were that had really good careers. Uh, Tejada, uh, Miguel Tejada. Uh, yeah, Kevin Euclid. Like, if you're a Red Sox fan, you, like you know who Kevin Euclid is. Like, he was a big staple in that organization for years and years, and uh, he got zero percent of the votes. <laughs> is Royal uh, Oswa? Yep, off. He's off. To- oh my. Yep, uh, Michael Young's off, Vernon Wells off, Rick Ankeel, Juan Pierre, uh, Ted Lilly, Jason Bay, all these guys. Well, I mean, you might just like put Rick Ankeel back on the list because he's trying oh, to yeah, make he's, he's trying to make his comeback. comeback. <laughs> yeah, comeback time. So, oh, yeah. trying to come back as a pitcher again, right? Yep. Yeah. So left-handed reliever. Yeah, so you may even put him back on the ballot if he makes it up somehow. Yeah. Um, you know, best of luck to him. Obviously, I actually got the chance to meet him a couple weeks ago. Very nice very nice guy and uh i know i wish definitely all the best for him and i hope he succeeds because he's a really nice guy he was a great player great role model great story you know pitcher to hitter like i think that's great unbelievable i'm really happy for him and i just wish him the best um uh and obviously the last guy that got in um the late passing of roy holiday the doc Mm -hmm. obviously longtime blue jay um also a philadelphia philly yep uh, what do you think about that? I'm very happy he got in. Yeah, me too. Um, I went to the game where he pitched a perfect game against the Marlins uh, years ago, back when they were the Florida Marlins. And that was the first time I saw him. And uh, this was when I was growing up. I was first getting into baseball. And so I was just a diehard Marlins fan. So I always had, like, this was when we were competing for the division with the Phillies. So nobody, no Marlins fan would ever like the Phillies but we all liked Roy Halladay. Like, that was just how it was. Like, you couldn't not like someone who was just that good. Uh, he, he just dominated on every aspect of the game, whether it was uh, character-wise, uh, actual pitching-wise, defensive-wise. Like, there was nothing you could knock about him. He was great. Yeah, I mean, he was great. He's definitely one of the best. I mean, that sinker he threw, that's a nightmare to hitters. I saw a quote the other day from Derek Jeter, and they were just like, he just said, like, I couldn't hit it. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew it was coming, and I just whiffed. I couldn't hit it. He was an amazing, and he deserves to be in it. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I'm very happy that his his son committed to Penn State, I believe. Like, yeah. good for him. Like, I'm really happy for him, too. Canadian national team. Yeah, that's, I'm happy for him. I'm, You know, I'm. it's pretty cool. His family gets to choose the hat. I think he's not going with a hat this year. I don't right? think he is. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go with a hat at all. Uh, he's just going to have a blank yeah, so is Mike Mussina. I know he's he couldn't choose between the Orioles and Yankees. So, but um, that's cool for his family, though. You know, maybe his son gets to give the the speech on when he's uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, in this, this summer. Um, so that's definitely something to look forward to, and I'm really happy for him and his family. So, yeah. Um, but that's really it for this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, tune in next week. Um, we'll have another podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Austin, you have anything to say? Uh, yeah, I just hope you guys tune in. Uh, be on the lookout for more of these. It's uh, definitely going to start coming out a lot. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, a lot of big things coming, a lot of big news. So uh, stay tuned. It's going to be great. Yeah. And again, thank you for listening. I. I love doing this. This is I love talking about baseball, and I know Austin does. And, you know, you guys taking the time out of your day to listen to it. Thank you very much. You know, I really do appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, give me feedback, too. Give us feedback. Um, visit our website at jdwithsports.com. Um, 
if you, you can sit there, contact us, talk about, maybe have a couple questions, mm-hmm. and we could talk about them on the podcast next week. Um, but then again, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Tune in next week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.